so this other podcast that I listened to, and you might listen to it too, Never Seen It. Mm-hmm. I think I told you about it or something. You like have, that. yeah. I listened to a few episodes, yeah. I, I love this question that the host posed, and so I'm going to pose it to you. Okay. Um, what is the like worst movie that you've seen the most times? Oh, that, that, that's a great question. Isn't I've thought it? about that. Oh, okay. So I, I'm probably, I've given this guy a bunch of shots in this podcast, Alex. Alex and I have a few movies that we loved in middle school and high school that I guess would objectively be considered terrible. Sure. I would say the worst of them has been, is, is The Adventures of Pluto Nash, the Eddie Murphy oh. uh, <laughs> vehicle from 2002. Wow. That was one of the worst financial flops of all time. Yes. Cost $100 million to make, made about three. Blech. It's basically, he's on the moon as this like smuggler who runs a club. It's, it's hilarious. But when we were just into it, it's like it was nonsense. The jokes were telegraphed and terrible. Yeah. The sets looked bad. But it was just like... We were unashamedly into it and saw it and watched it together a bunch. And another Eddie Murphy movie, uh, I Spy with Owen Wilson. I've seen that, and we will still quote that to each other a lot. We, we will quote that, like, just insane references that aren't even jokes, but just, like, lines from the movie that yeah. we've seen so many times that we find them funny just because it's a line from the movie. Right. Over and over again. So I would say those two are the first things that come to my head. That like, I've seen that, I've seen both of those movies in the dozens and okay, yet, yeah. I haven't seen Schindler's List. Right, yeah. So, right, <laughs> and I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen yeah, so much. Just Yeah, right. The in the mm-hmm. top, the AFI 100, I've probably seen mm-hmm. like 10 of those movies. Yeah, I went down the list because uh, there's the other podcast I mentioned on the show, um, Unspooled. And I went down the list and I think I've seen like 40-something of the top okay. 100 from the 07 you. list. But like, there's a bunch that I was like, nope. And then a few that... Like, I've never even heard of. Oh, like, yeah. Double Indemnity, All About Eve, stuff from, like, classic ones, apparently. Never even heard of them. I've heard about All About Eve. Um, but, no, same. Like, they're, you're like, I feel like I should watch these, like, big, seminal films. Yeah, yet, right? Like, yet, I think I've seen, I think I've seen both. Uh, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, like maybe a hundred times. Wow. <laughs> like I, you know what I mean? Like it's wow. that. Well, I growing up we had the like double VHS like box set of those mm-hmm. two movies, and so it was just like yeah, over on, and over again on repeat. Well, yeah, I mean, like when you're a kid, a movie's a movie. You know, yeah. like you watch a movie. Like oh, there are some movies as a kid I've seen a million times that we had on VHS, like The Newton Boys. It's a Matthew McConaughey, Ethan Hawke, Vincent D'Onofrio, Skeet Ulrich, or four brothers from Texas who are bank robbers. Based on a true story, apparently, in the 20s. Okay. And it's it's silly. It's McConaughey as a Texas bank robber. It's great, though. Love it. And it was like the best sick day movie. Ooh, yeah. Lay on the bed feeling crummy, watching McConaughey and Ethan yeah. Hawke rob banks. Yeah, like that sounds fun, right? When you're a kid, it's like whatever. I don't care that yeah. these that this is like the worst dialogue I've ever heard. Like I remember the other day. That I've seen the movie Rat Race, maybe, you know, dozens, <laughs> dozens of times. Oh, yeah. Rat oh, Race. Oh, yeah, with John Cleese and Lovitz. Yeah, yeah, and Mr. Bean. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson has a crazy weird accent he does. Yeah. Who's the musical guest at the end of that movie? Don't they burst onto, like, oh, Smash Mouth? Smash, Smash Mouth. Yeah. I always thought it was Blues Traveler. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, Smash no, Mouth. No, because it's a somebody. They just play that song. Yeah. Um, talk about a song that has legs. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's, I had that CD, Astro Lounge. You had the CD. I had the Smash Mouth. Yeah, Astro Lounge. They had was that. There was that. There were some other deeper cuts on that album that you know have been lost to time. But for some reason, Shrek made made All Star a timeless hit. Kids still they still know it. Well, I didn't realize that the songs that they sing at the end of Shrek were like real songs. <laughs> I thought that they were like 
Shrek and the characters were just singing. Like this is a musical, and these are like the original songs from yeah. the Shrek. Yeah, kind of, and then I think as I if heard, it were Frozen or any other right, kind of. Yeah, I think I heard like you know Elton John's like your song or something one day, and I was like, oh. Like, <laughs> What's well, kind of like Moulin Rouge, not realizing that they're all covers. Like, oh, I didn't realize yes. Like a Virgin was not sung by Jim Broadbent. Right. I think at that point I knew that those were a cover. I, like, yeah. I had grown up enough to know, but Shrek, man, Shrek, I was convinced. I was like, wow, Fiona really nailed this version. Crushing it. <laughs> Crushing. Yeah. That, that movie holds up, by the way. Oh, hands down. Uh, hands down, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would say that, the, that those are definitely the ones, but... Yeah. I, I, I saw Billy Madison too late. I didn't Did find it you? funny. I think I missed the window where like it would be funny to me as a teenage boy or early. Like I feel like it's the, yeah. the jokes are really base. Like so, like I saw it. People were like Billy Madison. You gotta see all these guys. And I was like, all right. And so I watched it. I think I was a bit too old. I missed. Uh-huh. I missed the window where like kind of sink in and like latch yourself into my brain. It's like a positive experience. Uh-huh. I watched it and I was like. This is dumb. I'm just going to watch Waterboy or Happy Gilmore. But you thought Waterboy was funny at that point. I did. I haven't seen it recently. I might Now that I work with, with people di- with disabilities now, I might find it extraordinarily offensive yeah, now that I would watch it again. it does not hold up. <laughs> oh, oh, really? It does not hold up. Many Adam Sandler movies, I think, even the ones made fairly recently in yeah. the last decade, I feel like do not hold up anymore. The, the, there is an episode of How This Get Made. I think what they do, uh, they do... Uh, Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze and they had this like offensive Asian accent in the movie and Adam Pally's the guest and does this like well are these Abaka flips and everyone groans he goes guys relax this isn't a Sandler movie (laughs) (laughs) oh Sandler and I heard his like Netflix special is no good oh really I think Perry watched like the first five minutes because he heard from like a trusted source that it was pretty funny it's like his albums from 20 years ago that that were funny at the time well yeah and he's like it's a lot of just like the same bullshit he's been doing for the past 20 years and he's like it was not um, funny whatsoever yeah I honestly didn't find Chris Rock's newest special that funny. No, right. I think we've talked about this. Like, all the old head comedians that do Netflix specials again, like Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Mm -hmm. like, they need to just move on. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's not... Or change their material. Or change their material, but they're never going to do that because, I mean, from what we've seen with what happened with Kevin Hart this past week Mm -hmm. or whatever, getting... um, a lot of backlash for things he said years ago on Twitter mm-hmm. and, and stepping down from hosting the Oscars. There's not a lot of... Um, they come from an age where, like, you sort of don't apologize for that stuff. And, yeah. like, anything, anything can be funny, um, which I i don't know if I buy into the any, anything can be comic material thing. I need I to think about it. But. I think it's all about how you present it. Yeah. Good comedy is punching up. And mm-hmm. so if you're using offensive language or oh, things, totally. then you you better be lambasting the systems that yeah. that oppress these certain people totally. or that, you know, lampooning them. It should be punching up. Yeah. If you're making a joke about gay people, about people with disabilities, and it's like punching down, that's like the yeah. laziest. Right. And it's not that's funny. That's exactly what Chris Rock does. And you know, like, like it's just punching down. And I, right. I'm so sick of hearing comedians like rant about how like everyone's so sensitive these days and how whatever, whatever. When it's just like... It's funny, actually, I I like watching comedians in cars getting coffee with the Jerry Seinfeld uh, miniseries, and some of them are kind of like that, but some of them are really interesting. I haven't seen And the that. Jay Leno one is great, because he's like, I'm so sick of hearing this. Like, you know what, any of, like, you know the reason why cars got more fuel efficient? Because people figured out you can make this better, and some company did yeah. it better, and, and everyone else 
had to figure it out and adapt and move on. Right. Same thing with like comedy. Times change, and if you can't move it on, then you're out of date. Like honestly, and I was like, good, all right, Jay Leno. Like, yeah, you're being like shit changes, adapt or. Fuck you, you know? But that's the first thing I heard Jay Leno say that I agree with, because I am staunchly yeah. uh, Team Conan. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I was a Letterman guy, so I didn't even care about that whole Coco Leno. Really? I was Team Conan. I liked Conan better, but I your preferred Letterman. Mu- your parents must have watched Letterman. They huh? did. Yeah. Yeah. My mom didn't watch Late Night, so it was just, like, me in my bed in the middle of the night, and, like, Conan <laughs> was, like, much funnier 100% than, you much know, funnier. whenever you're 15 and... Yeah. And CBS still has the better late night host because Colbert is l- light, light speed better than Fallon. And it's more relevant. Just more relevant, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you are, and I'm sure we're talking too long about this, um, it's like, right, if you. I spend my evenings, like, on those satirical news mm-hmm. shows. Like, mm-hmm. I watch a daily show, then I watch Colbert, and then mm-hmm. I watch Seth Meyers because they mm-hmm. all are of the, of the same vein. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to hear about politics and maybe you just want to have a fun night, then tune into Fallon. But I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to grapple with this world right now. <laughs> I totally agree. And I'll watch the games he'll do on YouTube. And it's mm-hmm. funny. And, like, you know, Fallon's so charismatic, so funny and smart. Yeah. But I just, he's not, he didn't. It just doesn't feel relevant right now. And yeah. Colbert is just like, I mean, he could run for office someday and win. He's so smart. Oh, yeah, He's so, so smart. articulate. He's such a decent person. Yeah. And has such a strong, like, I feel like he has such a strong appeal universally because he's not like a Bill Maher figure where he's like a, uh, like, he's a lefty, but he's a douchebag and right. pretentious. Colbert is humble. He has, he, he's a person of faith. He right. has his character and this, like, deeply well thought out moral backbone to him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like he's just so wonderful yeah. I love Stephen Colbert so much <laughs> I think uh, did you watch it might have been over the Thanksgiving s- sort of holiday season because they were um, not doing live guests obviously mm-hmm. um, but they, there's some special and I think you can probably find it on his website that played the like Monday after Thanksgiving where he was the guest on mm-hmm. his show and he had different like quote-unquote hosts, mm-hmm. like celebrities, like ask him questions. Um, one of which was wah, wah, Neil, de- Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, but It was wonderful, that clip. Yeah, but it was still, it's a decent, you know, if you're interested in hearing more about Stephen Colbert's um, uh, just background and thoughts and just mm-hmm. how smart he is, um, yeah, you should thoughtful. watch that episode. So. Yeah, I loved when his response about, like, how do you suppress your, your learning to believe? Like, you're basically... DeGrasse threw some, like, shade at, like, having faith in mm. in a deity, basically. And Colbert was like, bullshit. Like, he was like, you're equivalent. Like, you, he, like, mm-hmm. called him out on this false equivalency. It was so wonderful. Yeah. And then he had this wonderful thought-out response. I was like, oh, I love Stephen Colbert so much. Yeah. <sighs> I also love Hannibal. Yeah, and speaking of deities. Welcome and, back uh, to the ethical, ethical butchers. butchers. Sorry, my heart was not in it. <laughs> My it's heart okay. wasn't as in. My it, heart wasn't in it. Your heart wasn't as it. Sorry, I've had like a singular cup of coffee today and like some yogurt, so I'm, my brain is functioning we're, at. We're recording this on a Sunday and it's rainy and gray outside and my, it's like not even one p.m. So I get. It. I mean, I've been up since seven thirty. Uh, let me get this joke out. My brain is functioning at Will Graham speed. All right. That's oh, what I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were keying up. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Yeah, your brain is functioning. What Will Graham now with the meds or Will Graham um, in the heat of the moment? Will Graham on the plane, <laughs> slowly oh, poor, slipping back. Poor into bastard. Just not goodness. 
Um, I'm looking through our Twitter to see if there is anything to chat about. People loved your picture of you squirting that sour juice. Thank you for posting it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was it was not good. The green, the blue stuff we had determined was not as good as the red stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it didn't match my the, nails. I still got another one of those suckers over here on my too. desk. I do too. I have the red one you gave me. We went tradesies. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing. I don't think we need to to eat shit about. No. We're recording this one very shortly after our after we we recorded our previous one, so there hasn't been much time in the meantime. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. You know, if there's something that you all noticed, of course, feel free to email us. Yes, the statute um, of limitations in calling us out on things is endless. Yeah, so exactly, non-existent. If you listen to aperitif, you know, earlier, let us know. Oh, I'm sure there are some things that we said <laughs> in aperitif that are incorrect. You know. We've evolved over 12 episodes. This is our 12th yeah. episode now. I feel like we've we've really gotten into the groove of things. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right. Cheers to that. As long as we're growing. Cheers growing to that. Up. Cheers to that. Growing up with Hanny. <sighs> Okie dokie. With, well, with that further ado, I guess we should kill some people before we start talking about the episode. Or just offer some people up to the sacrificial. That's right. That's sacrificed. right. Again, we're not killing people. <laughs> Just want to make that clear. Um, yes, so our segment of who would Hannibal pull from his Rolodex this week, mm-hmm. um, in which we choose a hypothetical choice for Hannibal himself um, to place on his dinner table. Mm. I don't know if I've thought about this a lot. I was really thinking today, and mm. I had one that was like an abstract person because it really is a collective amount of people. But yeah. so, so instead, I'm going to pick this person who is some reason, for some reason, is still relevant uh, okay. for no reason. Um, Mike Huckabee. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, is a real bastard and just like. He's so annoying. He sent out. He, he was in the relatively in the news recently because he sent out some trash against um, uh, Alexandria Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Mm-hmm. Is it Alexandria or Alexandria? Now I'm not looking at her name. I so think I it's know. Alexandria. Alexandria, the congresswoman elect from New York, Bronx and Queens, um, who is wonderful. She's young. She's energetic. She's no bullshit. She's super smart. Um, mm-hmm. she, she said something about you know calling uh, the Green New Deal. You know, proposed a set of really ambitious. Imp- proposals to move us to 100% renewable energy, yeah. kind of like, like the moonshot, basically. Yeah. And then he sent some some trash on Twitter against her and was saying the only moony and loony thing was your people electing you or some bullshit. And she shot back with like this most with like the most amazing tweet. And then she was like, by the way, you haven't been elected office in over 10 years. Like, right. why are we still listening to you? And I was like, fuck yeah. And also, fuck you, Mike Huckabee. Like, I feel like Hannibal would not take kindly to the kind of person who's been out of the game for so long and is still like lingering around offering their two cents. Right. It'd be like if like some psychiatrist you worked with had retired and like wasn't relevant and then was still like hanging around the like psychology like message boards and was like, yeah. well actually blah 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 and was like, who the fuck are you? You're right. still here? You haven't worked in ten years. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. His, his Twitter handle is still like Governor, Governor. Mike Huckabee and exactly. like, fuck you, you've been <laughs> governor in ten years. Um that's a good one. I think maybe just because this man is just getting on my nerves and I have a feeling Hannibal would feel the same and just be like, <laughs> you're obnoxious. You're sort of like a, a try hard. If like Franklin was older, like a try hard sort of older <laughs> version of Franklin. But um, I'm going to, I'm going to offer up Rudy Giuliani. Oh yeah. Um, just if oh. for nothing else than that stupid debacle with his tweet where he like tweeted out some bullshit about the G20. And of course it was like very pro Trump or whatever. And because he like, doesn't know how to use Twitter and can hardly type like full sentences correctly. The way that he typed in like G20 
it was like g20.in or something like that <laughs> instead of putting a space between the period and the i so it become a link it created a link <laughs> and then someone bought the domain fuck yes and it just like if you click on it, it just says president trump is a traitor to our country and it has like news updates about like tr- what trump is up to these days the internet kills it once again the internet nails it and of course rudy's like someone infiltrated my twitter and like linked to some anti-trump hate rhetoric and it's like no you're a dumbass old man who like doesn't understand how a link works i love it when like uptight ass people like get get kind of like clowned by the internet and then they get so upset this right. is similar but there's a picture i swear we're going to about this but it's just so funny there's a picture for the cleveland indians named um trevor bauer who's kind of an asshole and pretends he's like the smartest guy in the world he wrote on the back of the pitcher's mound one 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 game this season what looked like BD ninety nine one one, so so everyone on Deadspin, other people were like he thinks he, this means Bush did nine eleven, <laughs> so went on fire on Whoa. Twitter. By the time the game was over, reporters were asking about it, and he was like, "It's ninety one point one. It's for a buddy of mine, his radio station or whatever the fuck something." And he was like, "I can't believe how dare like so he he got so like affronted wow. and like oh uh, like hurt and clutched his pearls and he was like how dare people would think I would you know it was a horrible tragedy that happened to this country blah blah and everyone was like so but, but, but do you think that Bush right, did but did he is that a not do you know no. something that we don't <laughs> uh, yes yeah, so I just love that just the internet being like oh okay we're gonna he should have known better Bush did 9-11 BD 91.1 <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay, episode 12, season one, Relevé. Um, I don't know if the S is silent. When I looked it up, um, Relevé, with just the E at the end of the accent mark, um, is both, um, is actually a term in ballet, um, yeah. which means rise, rising on top of your toes. Did yeah. you ever dance ballet? I did, and I knew that already. Boom, yes, there you go. Yes, yes. And Relevé, I don't one... know if it's Relevé with an S. No, it's not. Oh, I mean, it'd be like Les Miserables, like yeah, if you okay. don't say the S at the okay. end. That was going to be my one contribution. Great, to, uh, thank you <laughs> to this discussion. Thank you, yeah, because of this, because without the S on there, and then then they add the S yeah. when it's the the course. I didn't know if I know you generally don't, don't say know. the S in French. I don't think any French heads out there correct me, but I really don't please. think so. According to SoundCloud, there are people in France listening to this, yeah. so please let us know. Um, so that course is one of the main courses again and it's a joint of meat basically so ten, ten, usually like a roasted like leg of a lamb or something like that mm. um, a, a bit more hearty than the um, previous episode the roti which mm-hmm. is more like roasted fowl game right. this is more like a, like a joint like a leg of lamb or a okay. rack of lamb or something like that okay, okay. Um, so yeah it's something hearty something meaty but also a term for rising for up rising. amazing all right so let's dive in. It opens with Will rolling that IV. <laughs> That's the first thing we see is slippers and an IV wheels. So in his cute little plaid robe, that mm-hmm. he ha- which he must have brought from home because that's not hospital oh, God, standard. No. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know if, if you're an inpatient, like what your issue is. I know you get like you know, your gown and whatever, but I don't know what kind of robes you get. Oh, there's surely not plaid robes because you no. have to think they're probably white or something because mm-hmm. they have to bleach them. You're right. Yeah, he bought it from home. He brought it from home or Hannibal brought it to him or something like that. That's the scene we didn't get. We got the chicken soup scene, um, but we didn't get the bathrobe Delivery scene, scene. yeah. Might have been Alana, because she was holding his hand at the end of last episode. She could have brought him a you know, care package. Oh, she's MIA this episode. So a she... lot of people are MIA this episode. Yes. 
Yeah, but we got some good ones back. Oh, yes, we did. Um, yeah, so he's visiting He's visiting Georgia in the tube. And he says, you look pretty. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> relax. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You don't She's know this She's trying to be woman. sweet. She's like, I bet I look gross or something, right? What does she say? She's like, do I look alive or something? Yeah, I and, think and you, you know what you say? You go, yeah, you look fine. Glad oh, wow. you're doing better. Okay, Bye. Okay. <laughs> it took him years to like hit on Alana, and this bitch rises from the dead and goes, "Do I look okay?" And he goes, "You look pretty." Well, see, I didn't think it was like a "You look pretty, girl." I didn't think it was like a creeper thing or like a sexual thing. I thought he was just trying to be sweet. It's unnecessary, you know. It's fine. It fed into her um, sort of like vanity that made her comb her hair later. Oh man. So I, yeah, so I predicted, I didn't predict it, I guessed, I couldn't remember guessed, exactly what happened. Yeah. I guessed what was going to happen to her, and you were like, I'm not going to tell you, and exactly pretty much exactly what happened to her. You really? have someone in a big, honest, big oxygen tank, you know, oxygen flammable, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it was traumatizing. It was rough. <laughs> like, oh my God, this poor, this poor girl, um, who's going to get shock treatment, apparently. Yeah, I guess that's Electroconvulsive the only way to... therapy. She's like, just call it shock treatment. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I'm glad. I was, like, happy to see her. And, of course, you mm-hmm. saw her, like, arm was all scarred up from where her skin glove came off. Yeah. Earlier. Everything else looked fine, though. Everything else looked fine. Yeah, she was really doing well. Yeah. I don't know how she... I, I'm curious about the logistics of those kind of hyperbaric chambers. Any doctors out there, let us know. Like, how do you how do you eat? Do you get out to eat? Do you have to go to the mm. bathroom? So she, like... You know, for all that kind of stuff, like, I'm wondering what the regimen is. I'm just interested in the kind of the logistics of that. Yeah, well, I thought, yeah, definitely later whenever the comb appeared, I was like, oh, well, how do they get into the Uh chamber? Yeah. And I'm assuming there's some sort of, like, yeah, where you can pass something off, but strange that she wouldn't have heard them come, like, open the chamber or something like that. Surely that makes a distinct noise. I wonder if the killer put some kind of, like, sleepy, sleepy gas in the air. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a good point. Nitrous or something. Yeah, not night. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I love how she talks about insurance. Obamacare? She's like, I hope you have good insurance because you fucked. They're going to keep finding things and keep searching, keep running tests. And they're just going to know that you're wrong somehow. He's got that government insurance, whatever that covers, I'm sure. I'm sure it's pretty good, I would guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, with the FBI, I'm sure it's probably pretty good. Or maybe he's like a contractor so, so they could do the thing that a lot of companies do yeah. to, to get around giving him benefits. They just make him like a special contractor and he's actually like a temp, technically. You know, kind of like they do for a lot of adjunct point. professors and yeah. things, you know. Yeah. We are fully giving, give professors a limited living wage. That's going to be definitely a stance that this podcast holds. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Is Will getting a living wage? I mean, he's putting his body through... A hell, pretty much. Um, yeah. And also not teaching courses anymore, it seems No. Like. Um, I loved how, sort of at the end of this scene, she said something along the lines of, I, I you know, I can't remember faces or I can't, I can't see faces. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the transition to the next scene is Hannibal, like, slowly coming into focus. Mm-hmm. He's, like, very blurry and comes into focus. And it's, like, Will waking up and he sees Hannibal there standing and, like, <laughs> setting up their little soup uh, lady in the tramp situation. Yeah. It, that that soup looked gross. By it the looked way. gross. It looked disgusting. Like yeah. black boned bird with Ugh. dates and current. It, like this, some weird broth, basically. No thanks. He like, you made me chicken soup. He like a little flirty, and then Hannibal's like, yeah. Right, right. 
<laughs> I wish it was just some canned chicken soup, but no, that stuff looked gross. He's very careful about, about what he puts into his body. <laughs> We've already known this. I said Hannibal's um, chicken soup for the soul. Yeah, right? This like black, weird black like leg. And he says it's broth, so I'm assuming you don't eat anything else. You just like drink the broth and all of that's in there for flavor. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. There's no way he's like eating that entire, it was like a big piece like of a, bird. Yeah, in it's there. weird. Well, it's weird he didn't st- is that he didn't like strain it out. I get you boil it and simmer it for hours and that stuff. And then wouldn't you then like strain it so you have a nice broth? Maybe it's just for the presentation's sake. That's a good point. You have everything in there. That's a really good point. You got to make sure you have all the stuff there for the colors. Because you eat with your eyes before you even eat with your mouth. It looked bad. It looked really, really weird and gross. And it's funny that that, that there wasn't, unlike the the protein scramble to start the day, there wasn't a shot of like, wow, this is delicious. You know? Yeah, I know. A lot of times they're like, mmm, or like Jack Crawford's like, ugh, this loin, like, ugh. But in this episode, he was like, thanks for the chicken soup. (laughs) He's too nice to be like, this is, I don't want to look at this while I eat it. What is this? But it was cute, their little, like, tableau of them eating the soup was the same as the protein scramble tableau with them, like, sitting in front of a window at a a table. Yeah, and and think about that, that, in that sequence, you know, Will was so standoffish, and he was so like, I don't find you interesting, you will. And now here they are, him visiting with the hospital, them developing this yeah. friendship connection, but that's happened. It's this interesting kind of bookends. Not really bookends, but no, yeah. look at, like, kind of coming back to the same, oh, yeah. same motif of them sitting down with this Tupperware yeah. food in this room. And how it was, their relationship was so simple in the beginning, you know, he was very wary of him it was mm-hmm. clear what Hannibal's job was in mm-hmm. order to sort of watch over Will and mm-hmm. at that point and now they've, they've come to such a complicated point in their relationship just from what they've been through and yeah you're right it's just interesting them coming back to a similar sort of yeah I said tableau before I feel like that's probably yeah. right like you know and yeah definitely things just being so different um yeah and he just goes Will you've been wondering like I'm wandering with purpose and good intentions. I just love there's some funny lines in this in this episode. There are some funny lines. Um and I feel like this is such a this is such an interesting episode. Um and there were so many points where I was like, oh boy, this is a turning point. Mm-hmm. Um and like one of them was mm-hmm. in, in this conversation and Will goes, Does Jack know? And Hannibal goes, uh, no, I haven't told him and Will looks at him and he goes, Shouldn't you? Yeah. And Will was like, oh, well, no, you know, we've got to keep an eye on things. And like, da, da, da. It's sort of like, um, mm-hmm. and Will was like, oh, weird. Like, he's not sort of doing the normal, like, protocol things where he should tell Jack what's mm-hmm. going on. We're high, we're like, now we have a secret or, like, another secret in addition mm-hmm. to the, the one we already have. But I was like, oh, this is, this is a turning point where I feel like sort of light bulbs are going off for Will a bit. Light bulbs are going off in this episode all around, all, all over the place. I mean, this episode, like, the whole theme is, like, knowing and learning and revelation and people showing their true selves or revealing their true selves um, really heavily. Like, so much has been found. There's so much this episode of people learning new things or discovering things that we knew that now they're discovering um, and putting dots together um, in a big way. Big way. Um, Also, okay, this is a weird thing, but the term mental illness is used so much in this episode. And it's you, yes, to determine if it's mental illness. And then later Jack's like, mental illness. You think it could be mental illness? <laughs> and then this scene, he goes, there's nothing more isolating than mental illness. And then they're like, that hits Will, being like, am I mentally ill? 
Weird. Yeah. I like, didn't notice that. Yeah. It's used a bunch in this episode. When they're talking about what's wrong with them, is it the fever? It could be mental illness. And, like, that's used as this, like, stand-in for, like, oh, no. And it has this he- it has this heavy weight to it. That's interesting. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> um, so, let's see. Oh, right after this conversation is the... It's the crispy scene. Oh, the poor girl. Bacon. Uh-oh. Comb, spark, just, ugh. Uh-oh. It's, I feel so bad. She has a comb in there, and she's like, oh, I a comb. I terrible for her. And uh, I guess she was supposed to be wearing some sort of bracelet that mm-hmm. was supposed to mitigate the static. Yeah, we learned that later, yeah. Yeah, but even before then, I was thinking, if I was in one of those chambers, it looked like she was wearing a, like, cotton gown mm-hmm. and lying on some sort of, like, linen or cotton um, bed sheet, mm-hmm. I would insist on being naked in one of those things, I think. <laughs> I don't know, though. The lights seem to be always on. Always That on. was the weird thing. I know in hospitals, it's impossible to sleep in hospitals. Yeah. I've been, I, the only two nights I've spent in a hospital was when we had our daughter, but, like, people coming in to check every few hours. Yeah. Like, I had a really good friend who was inpatient in a cancer ward for months, and, you know, sleeping in the hospital is impossible. Yeah. You know, people come in every few hours on rotation and do a thing and check the thing, and there's lights on and off, and there's mm-hmm. machines, and it's like you're never gonna get a good night's sleep. But no. it just it still seems weird though that like those lights would be on. <laughs> I like, thought there isn't too. a dim function. A lot of those beds have like you know functions yeah. to make yourself more comfortable, dim sure. the lights, and you'd think that she would dim the lights because she was asleep. She was asleep, and there's full lights on. I, I thought that too. I was like, gee, and like fluorescent ones yes! right inside Ooh. of the chamber. Yeah. Um, that is the worst. It wasn't even like a soft white no. bulb or something. But I feel um, like that, that's why I, I wouldn't be naked. You'd feel oh. so exposed. Yeah. You already feel exposed. And because of your skin, you're in this tube, it's glass tube, everyone's kind of doing things and looking at you. Yeah. I would feel so, if I was also nude, I would feel so just like with nothing to hide behind. Yeah. Well, then maybe put a plastic blanket over me or something anything i would just be too weird about like making a sudden movement and like sparking something with my bed sheets and my gown and yeah like if it's gonna save my life i'd rather be in the nude yeah um <laughs> if it's gonna save my life i'd rather be in the nude <laughs> but otherwise no you're but right are, like, yeah. I, I don't i don't like walk around my house in the nude or something you don't i don't i don't I, either i'm gonna say that for sure yeah <laughs> um and, and how was there, like, not a... I'm assuming they were incapacitated if they did exist, but how was there not, like, a nurse on standby, like, always mm-hmm. sort of sitting there or... That's interesting. ...with an earshot or something like that? Yeah. I Or some kind of an alarm. I guess it's probably then, by then too late. You know, she's in this, this this locked tank full of oxygen that once that spark gets, you're not really gonna... There's no... Unless you're literally right next to her and open the door, maybe. But I think it's just... Right. It's basically a bomb. Yeah, or like, why doesn't the chamber have some sort of like sprinkler system Fail inside safe, it? Some yeah. kind of. I don't know. We need to, we need to really dive into this spring, this tube, you know. I should have looked more into so, that. So, are you saying that Georgia Manson's death wasn't murder, but but it was indeed medical malpractice? Ooh, okay. We've got a lawsuit on our hands. <laughs> yes. I like where this is going. Oh, I wonder if her mom, who already we know met from the previous. Two episodes ago, yeah. is gonna sue the hospital. It's gonna be a big settlement. I would. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, get some Although, money yeah. out of them. Who cares? Oof. Um. Yeah, and then the FBI show up and do their thing. Yeah. Oh, this is Jack. Is like, why would you talk to her? Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. I feel like th- th- this is in a way will kind of sometimes 
you know, uh, it's, it's, it's been a theme throughout this season, especially slowly, of Jack kind of developing doubts about Will or what is he capable of, just little seeds that, 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 yeah. that have been planted. And this is, sometimes Will plants the seeds himself when he's like, she told me, is she blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you, you're talking to her? Yeah. She's, she's a, you know, so-and-so in a murder case, and why are you trying to sully the evidence against her? Right. Like, you know, kind of a, a thing. No, you know? absolutely. <laughs> I feel like he has similar questions about Will's involvement with Abigail as well, like, later on, of, like, well, what were they... Will, Will Graham was here? Will what? Graham was here? Right. Yeah. Well, for what reason? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, speaking of Abby... Now we finally see her again. It's been a few episodes now. Back in her Airbnb hospital. So it's so uh, so that so that greenhouse is the library. A few episodes ago, we could I couldn't remember what that greenhouse oh, and like covered plant right. like, thing was. And they zoom out. They're there a lot, and it's like the library of the hospital. I thought like it was the, like like common room, basically. Okay, that makes more sense because I thought it was literally her room, and I was like, what are these other patients yes. doing inside of yeah, her room? Playing like dominoes. It seems like in the foreground. <laughs> right, and, like orderlies around. I was like, wait, but the, I uh-huh. thought. This was her actual room. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's Freddie um, basically laying out the chapters for their book. Beautiful. Um, she, like, immediately doesn't trust Abigail. Oh, she's no. she's like, no. you know, so you're doing this while eight other girls mysteriously disappear. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> so he's like, hmm, I wonder what happened to them. And Abby's very sassy and very defensive. She has her yeah. arms crossed and she always has, like, a comeback to Freddie. Everything she says, da-da-da. And Freddie sort of looks at her like, um... It's interesting that you were acting this mm-hmm. way because someone who is guilty has a very distinct sort of defensiveness. Mm-hmm. And I see it in Will Graham. And she's sort of looking at her like, and I'm seeing it right now as mm-hmm. well. Oh, yeah. And she's she's fishing. She's baiting Abby. She's yeah. really trying to get Abby to bite. And she's like, you know, because she's like, I blame Nick Boyle for his own death. And he'd got what, <laughs> what came to him. Like, girl right in some scenes she's so savvy seeming and really like even keeled like wow abby you got your head together like too much so and here she's like giving the game away yeah shut up i know right like (laughs) freddie is no dummy oh no Um, she knows immediately she knows yeah (laughs) i love that i love freddie yeah yeah she's great I, i i love her as a character i love her like kind of as a foil to a lot of their plans um yeah, I, I'm surprised she's not, like, in therapy herself after having to, like, keep Chilton alive. She's like, I got it. Yeah, she's back to back to work, back to business. You got to get that hustle, you know? She loves the grind. Okay. She loves the grind. Yeah, let's go get this bread. She's, <laughs> she grinds from Sunday to Friday. <laughs> Freddie, someone needs to check on Freddie. Yeah, they, they do. Um, yeah, so that's the same. Like, there's just lots of, again, like, with the themes of just, like, yeah. knowing and seeing, seeing people and, and speaking of, of seeing, seeing people. literally the next one is Will in bed this time at 2.13am well yes. not really in bed at 2.13am because that's a dream Yeah, within a dream like it's a dream he's having yes exactly we're seeing a dream that he's having yes um, um, and it's Georgia Madsen outside in her like looking back when she was looking crazy Yes, and I said this, he wakes up to a, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer stop-action version of Georgia Mansion. Because she's, like, all, like, twitchy and, like, it looks just like the stop-motion action, like. Or like those creatures in Elf, like, the Norwal, and, like, bye, baby, bye. Bye, hope you find your dad. Bye, buddy. Hope you find the killer. And then she's, like, see, and then doesn't she get... Blasted by the antlers, and she explodes. She gets blasted, set on fire, and then turns into the feather deer. Yes, 
thought the feathered, the feathered deer, deer like was the antlers, or, correct. Yeah, gores or whatever. And I said, there's a lot to unpack here. There is a lot to unpack. Why did she, she burst into flames because she got burned alive? Duh, never mind. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess, like, so, okay, we talk about Will's superpowers. This is, again, him, like, mm-hmm. somehow intuiting that the yeah. antlers, which is the the signifier for the copycat for, you know, Hannibal right. in a way, have we, right. is... Uh, he's like, oh, wait a second. She was m- m- burned alive, mm-hmm. but it, it was due to yes, the, the copycat. copycat. And he somehow just, like, intuits that. Yeah, puts in it all his together. subconscious, no less. Yeah. I love how later the sassy science group, the two guys, P and Z, Zeller and Z and P, um, were like, so without any evidence at all, actually. Like, oh, great. Yeah, great. They're like, cool. I, lo- I love doing my job with no evidence whatsoever. So, like, beyond, like, just suppositions without any, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Jack's like having none of it. Yeah, but it's uh, like that's the thing. Honestly, it's like this is another example when he's like, "This is connected," and they're like, "Excuse me." Right. Um, yeah, and he shows up to right after here. He shows up to want mm-hmm. to go to talk to Jack. Yeah. And Jack's like, "What are you doing here?" And he goes, "I checked myself out of the hospital." And he goes, "Well, check yourself back in." And yeah. Will just starts talking crazy. Jack's like, what "I'm gonna are have you Z stick at the, I'm gonna have Z stick a thermometer in you, and right. if you're over ninety nine, you're, you're going back." In. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, this is an interesting scene because I was thinking about this today, re- rethinking over the episode and thinking about people who we haven't seen in a bit. Yeah. We haven't seen Gina Torres in it. We haven't seen Bella. No. You know, it's for in a few episodes that she started th- treatment. And it's interesting to think of this right here, th- 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 this scene right here, in the context of what Jack is must must be dealing with at home yeah. with Bella. Going through chemo, which sucks, she's sick. Yeah. All these other things. And then here's Will just being like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Checking us out of the hospital. Jack's like, fuck no. Get the fuck back in the hospital. Right. I can't have somebody else just like taking their life in their own hands and being stupid. Like, exactly. Like, you know, I'm not saying Gina Torres is stupid, but like, he's like, yeah. no, come on. Um, yeah. so it's interesting to think about his reaction in that scene in the context of what he must be dealing with at home. For sure, yeah. And I was reading something about this episode and someone asked, um, you know, why is it that the idea of Abby being involved in her father's crimes was presented really early on, like with episode two or yes, something. really early and on. And he and Jack really dismissed it, honestly, and it wasn't until episode 12, whenever he's willing to pursue it seriously and like literally brings the FBI to her Airbnb mm-hmm. to come get her. And someone was like, why? Why does it take him what I'm presuming is over a year to, to like come to... Right? I don't know. Is it over a year? It's like winter, and in like the first few episodes, it's like Thanksgiving, E, fall, October. I know, but we get to Christmas, right? Because we yeah, see all so those, it's, and we're back to like wintry times. So now. it's probably like February. You think? I think it's like February, and so it's been like October to February. It's been like five, four or five months. So yeah, this whole things happen over four or five yeah. months. Yeah. Oh, I when th- you're looking for a killer, four or five months is like a lifetime uh, yeah. in like investigatory, investigatory times. Um, and someone was like, well, you know, why could that be, you know, suddenly he's willing to accept Abby. And someone was like, and he's just going through a lot. Like, it could be that, you know, whatever. It could be a plot hole. It could be blah, blah, blah. Or it could be just that he is a complicated man. And this is not the only mm-hmm. killer I'm assuming that the FBI is tracking right now. Yeah, the his angel wife, maker. Yeah. His wife has cancer. Like, there's all these other things. And it isn't until now that he's able to, like, have a clear moment and put two and two together and is willing to pursue it. Yeah, because it's true. Later, he does say it isn't like he's had suspicions, but he's never been like show me the fucking evidence and then yeah. when they when cnp pull all the evidence it's like okay yeah and whenever Blink, he clean. shows up yeah exactly and will graham has apparently taken abby he's like 
okay, yeah, for sure. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah, and so yeah, this is this is Will like in, in insisting that she was murdered. He's like, and he's. Mm. Realize that this is personal for him because he's like he's. I think he identifies mm-hmm. with Georgia. Both two people who yeah. have been misunderstood, misdiagnosed, yeah. mistreated, just kind of question mark around. They're they're different. Yeah, you know she had this has this mental had this mental condition that people had no clue what it was for a long time. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah, and that's kind of been will too. This is mystery. Definitely. And so I think he's like I don't want her to be her death to be misunderstood. He really is like yeah. I think he sees some like sense of salvation or something. In, in asserting yeah. that she didn't kill herself and like understanding how she actually died. Um, Absolutely, yeah. He's really um, taking on the mantle of like clearing her life and her mm-hmm. story in a way, so mm-hmm. it's not shrouded in so much mystery as her as her living life was. Hopefully, her death brings some honest answers. Um, right. So then we are at Hannibal's office. Jack goes to see. Him, right? Yes. Can I say one thing before oh, we get to the yeah, Hannibal of office? Because this is of kind course. of then then cuts the CSI crew where they're like, oh, right, right, right. it wasn't conclusively inclusive. We oh, found blah, blah, blah. the comb, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he runs over, Will turns around, pulls out another thing, and, and Sutcliffe is still there. I'm like, yeah. Sutcliffe is still on ice? Like, again, this is a question about time. Yeah. How... Yeah. Could Georgia have killed? I guess she was in the tank. This could have been last week when Georgia killed Sutcliffe two episodes ago, but yeah. it felt like a while ago. It did. So I'm like, why is he still his murder? Why is his body still sitting there? He's still there and like in decent shape. I don't know what happens to, to murder victims once the once the investigation is seemingly uh, wrapped up because I mean, they had it concluded it, it was her. Yeah. True. Yeah. I wonder what. It we must. It, it yeah. must. It just must not have been that much time has passed. Okay, um, is my guess. Because yeah. you're right. Once they sort of close the book, then it's like I'm assuming he has a family that wants to have a funeral or something, or wants to yeah. cremate him or something yeah. like that. Uh, you can't hold on to a body forever. I would think that's a great question, listeners. If you guys know what happens to murder victims' body, I mean, it's a dark subject, but I'm. Uh, yeah. It's one of those just like facts of that. You know, that there's things that gotta happen, and yeah. like those bodies don't just like vanish. No, you got to... I guess you go back to the victim's family. So next of kin to claim it. Yeah, I guess. And he's... I think he had a family. We don't see... We I don't hear anything he about him talking about a wife. And, but I'm sure he has some... I don't know. Or at least, like, sibling. I don't know. Um, but but yeah, I know, so like, I, once the investigation... Like, if the investigation is ongoing, then, yeah, yes, they can't 100%. just... 100%. You can't just bury him, but... Um. So, yeah, then it's Jack talking to Hanny. Yes. This is, again, when mental illness is used as a term. Mental illness? Mental illness? Could it be? Um, and and yeah, this is another one of those turning points where Hannibal is realizing again that people are getting a little bit too close mm-hmm. or asking the right questions. Whereas mm-hmm. before they were, he was successfully sort of leading them into uh, some sort of like false path where they could just like get distracted and get nowhere close to him. But Jack is like trying to figure out if because Will's coming with all these crazy ideas and oh man, Georgia wasn't killed and or yeah, Georgia wasn't. It wasn't a suicide. She was killed, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. So he comes to Hannibal, and he's like, I need to figure out if he is just nuts and, like, still losing it, mm-hmm. or if he is drawing lines that are valid. Yeah, Will Graham-esque lines. Yeah. And Jack's like, you know what? I, you know, I Will's doing these lines, but he's been right before with these lines he's drawn, mm-hmm. and I would be a fool not to say, let's hear him out. Right. And not write him off offhand. Yeah, and that's not, I mean, that's not good news. To Hannibal. No, it's not. <laughs> well, so, so this is an interesting question about Hannibal's... 
you know, relationship with Will and the ways that Hannibal is trying to shift folks away from himself, which has always been to, you know, set set up a murder to look like somebody else did it or the mm-hmm. copycatter. It's not him. Not mm-hmm. linking to him. Nick and so Boyle he's, or something. Yeah, exactly. Nick, Nick Boyle did that. Georgia Madison killed Sucker. Like all these things. And that Will starting to draw conclusions saying, no, these are the same people and he's on to him. So, you know, this is when really the the groundwork gets laid of Will becoming kind of the fall guy for Hannibal. But yeah. there's been parts of it earlier where Hannibal's planted the seed. And so I'm wondering, mm-hmm. is this a, this is not a turn that Hannibal's made just right now. I think Hannibal might have seen because of who Will is, mm-hmm. I think he's like, Will could be a friend, he's interesting, I'm curious to know what happens to him. Mm-hmm. But he could also, because of who he is, figure out who I am. So I need to start mm-hmm. as a backup, as an insurance policy, Absolutely. lay the groundwork for Will to become the bad guy in case shit gets to where it's getting in this episode. Yeah. So no, it's not I... like Will's like reaction. Hannibal's never reactionary. No, he's never no, like, no, yeah. oh, Will's onto me now. Oh, Time shit. to throw yeah, some shade. Gotta mix things up. Yeah. I've already been laying the groundwork for this oh, yeah. in case this eventuality happens. And we see that later in the episode when he sort of pulls out a piece of quote unquote evidence to show Jack to point to Will being more seriously. He pulls out that like tape recorder. Oh, yes. Um, like, who the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he had that queued up. Mm-hmm. He was ready. He was like, I feel like Jack's going to come a knock in one day. And oh, I need yeah. To have this. Yeah. You know, I got to have something incriminating on him yeah. in case I got to use it, right? Yeah. He's the kind of guy, I'm sure he has shit on Jack, too. I'm sure he has shit on oh, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Just in case. Just they in get case. too close to the truth. Yeah. And just killing them is not going to work. No. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. some folk get too close, find their dead, see ya. Exactly. Which happens later in this episode. Yeah. But, like, even that, there's a drawn out because you have someone dead. People are going to ask who killed him. A lot of so you got to have, you can't just like, you can't be a Tobias. Well, I'll kill them too. Well, he's like, okay. All right. All right, amateur. <laughs> this is an amateur hour. If you want to be a real psycho serial killer, you got to think things through, buddy. Oh, Tobias, <laughs> you dummy. Um, do you want to do some segments? Bob? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Um, one thing before we start about the mental illness, because then oh, we'll yeah. be, have a clean cut from this scene. It's interesting in talking about, is it mental illness or is it just that that Will's mind works so differently that we don't know what to call it? Which is like, I would say, like, you could conceptually say that that is what mental illnesses or different yeah. differences are. I guess, you know, you one could say that men, certain mental illnesses have the same pattern, so there's the same kind of mm-hmm. symptomology, that therefore you can categorize it. But in a way, you could, for some personality things, just say, well, yes. is he cra- is he a mental illness or is it just that his personality is so unique that we can't compute it without saying he's sick? Yeah, right. Or, or it, yeah, why does it have to be? Yeah, why does it have to be a sickness? Why can't it just be like a neurodiversity? Yeah, difference like exactly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Okie dokie dokie. Okay, so let's do etc. We have them pre, these pre open. Yes, we. Sorry for the crackling and all the. There was so much plastic on those suckers. Unexpectedly so. <laughs> Okay, well, do you have a preference on which one we do first? Um, let's trade. I'll do uh, Dr. Pepper first. So, so okay. these I saw these when I the same time I went and bought the uh, the 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 goopy suckers, whatever they call the juice bomb suckers, and these are basically Twizzlers, but they're not Twizzler brand, which is a Hershey yeah. company, correct? Yeah. These are A and W and Dr. Pepper flavored Twizzlers, basically. Licorice. They look just like they Twizzlers. Look just like Twizzlers. Um, um, and they're made apparently by the, those soda companies. It isn't even like, because wow. it isn't like root beer flavored. It's A and W branded and Dr Pepper yeah, branded. Right. It's not like um, Twizzler A and W flavored Twizzlers. It's right. It's yeah. Um, so I love soda flavored things. Do you? Ooh, yes. Yeah. Those little like soda bottle gummies. Great. So good. The like bottle caps. I was into Great. those. And I love root beer and Dr Pepper. So this is an eat the crude yeah. that I would 
I hope is going to be good. We should do our theme we'll before do we start the theme. eating. I know, yeah, that's sorry. A, no, no worries. Eat the crude. 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 Yay. So, I feel like this is a good eat the crude because not that it's disgusting, but it's like Campbell would would, would scoff at the notion of this. First of all, he would never buy like Dr. Pepper or root beer. He would like have made his own root beer. I found oh, local yeah. chicory and vanilla bean, and I crafted my own soda. You know, but but like no, you're right. He, he someone's like, hey, you want some candy? And he'd be like, uh, confection, look, confection. I make my own candy. You know what I mean? Like here, <laughs> right, I make my own taffy. Here, here you go. How dare you? Know? you? <laughs> oh my god, that would be an amazing scene. All the cooking sequences. I want him. He's like. Pulling yeah, taffy. Pulling, pulling. He's, got, he's got a hook in his kitchen that he like really pulls the taffy. He's really into saltwater taffy. Oh, I love those. I love saltwater taffy. Oh, oh delicious. Okay. okay, so I am eating the Dr. Pepper Twizzler yeah. and Melina's doing the AW root beer. All right, so we're chewing them now. Apparently, definitely these actually have the soda in them. They're made with. The real soda. There is definitely an immediate with the root beer. Mm. It is immediate. Mm-hmm. It is like it's really great, mm. actually. Mm. The DP one, I don't know. It tastes just like like Dr Pepper. It's weird though. What like the flavor is weird or the or the the flavor? Well, I think it's like my senses don't know what's up because yeah. I'm I'm chewing a thing that ostensibly should be a Twizzler, and right. I'm getting this like Dr Pepper esque flavor from it. You know, I'm not a big root beer fan person or Dr. Pepper. I think they're too sweet. I prefer diet sodas. I could see myself like getting a headache after having like mm-hmm. ten of these, maybe. I bet that I'm gonna like the AW one better. I think root beer lends itself better to candy flavors. Like I love the root beer dum dums, the root beer mm-hmm. barrel hard candies. Mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper is super sweet, and I enjoy it occasionally. But as a candy, I'm like, okay, it's not doing it for you. Well, it's like I've had one. Thank you. Next to Court Ariana Grande. Yeah, A&W Root Beer Concentrate is, is mm. in here, so. Okay. We're going to trade them off now. Sorry for the. Sorry for the crinkling. That, that was not bad. It's like, you know, a very concentrated Dr. Pepper syrup. You know, like if you yeah. go to like the soda fountain and the, the ratio's off and sometimes yeah. you get it and it's the like way too. carbonated water doesn't come out yes, as it, well yeah, as yeah, That's way too does. syrupy and that's what that Twizzler tastes like. This one's stickier. Though. And in a way, like, I love beer. carbonated water. We have a soda stream at home. Shout out. I wish they were a sponsor. Um, we love, Blythe and I both love just, like, soda water. I and I love soda for that purpose. Like, I love the feeling of, so it's weird having that flavor and without the, the bubbles. Yeah. I think that's a key why I was weirded out by it. Mmm. Wow. Root beer. Boom. Yeah. Immediate. I wish these were more hollow. You know, like, a regular Twizzler is pretty hollow. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can make it a straw. Mine's it would be fun to like use these as a straw because they're so sort of flavored. The Dr Pepper, I'm not getting a lot of Dr Pepper from. It's not as big. This is very root beery. Yes. And I, I get your point about having a headache after having these, but I could, I mean, I could mindlessly eat Twizzlers. Same. Mindlessly. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I do it. I mean, every time I go to the movie, I get mm-hmm. Twizzlers and just chow mm-hmm. down. Hundred percent popcorn and Twizzlers. Yeah. Um, these, the root beer ones, I could definitely see myself eating. Stopping. No, eating more of. Oh. The Dr. Pepper ones are a novelty. I oh, have one. Yeah. The root beer ones, I could definitely get, get onto a run. Would we suggest these to people? Yeah, try it. Yeah. Like, try it. It's not going to, 
you know, if you like soda flavor, like it is what it is. It's exactly yeah. what it's ever supposed to be. It's and W and not that type of flavored licorice. It's not like the, the strawberry and cheesecake Hershey bar that we had. That was one of the worst things I've ever had in my I entire life. Which I never want any human <laughs> being to experience again. Yeah. That was one of the worst things I've ever had in my life. Like, it was so bad. Yeah. This is fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm done with that. All right. Great. Cool. Ah, how refreshing it says. All right. Watch it down with some some local pilsner. Yeah, there we go. Mm. That wasn't bad. Okay, that wasn't bad. Probably for the listener's purpose, it was very underwhelming as opposed yeah, to me like I'm howling what's making me bad. We didn't know. All right, there. <laughs> Give it a go. Eat the crude. Whatever we eat, strange things. That's that. There you go. Fills that. All right, we ate the crude. 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 Now it's time for the segment that everyone's waiting for. Wow. Costumes, he and I'm going to pull up my music. Him. I was not waiting for this segment, just to be clear. You weren't waiting for it? No. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, okay. I Listeners, just like I very, hope you guys are. very presumptuous to think everyone's waiting for this <laughs> Everyone's segment. waiting for my, like, hastily written lyrics. Come on, guys. Um, okay. <clears throat> you wear your bathrobe while you're healing your brain. Too much paisley drives a man insane. A red skirt. What a flirt. Goodness gracious, it's costumes. Beautiful. Great balls of fire. R.I.P. R.I.P. to Georgia Mansion. Um, <sighs> Okie mean, dokie. I, I, almost, I, I almost don't even want to talk about Hannibal in this episode, but we can't. I feel like there was like a moment or two where he was wearing some questionable things. <laughs> but it was a lot of just like his classic three-piece suits mm-hmm. in every, when he was visiting. Yeah. Um, Will in the hospital, it was a full three-piece suit mm-hmm. again. Yeah, the only one I really wrote down, I think, was uh, the the just Paisley as fuck I wrote when Jack is visiting him. Like, he has that yeah. cream-colored mustard shirt, Ooh. and his tie is, like, That's really Paisley. Yeah. Really Paisley. Um, that one's, like, the probably the worst look. And then later, he's wearing, like, a brown plaid suit with kind of blue accents on the plaid. Yes. Looked great. Um, yes. Um, but Hannibal uh, is keeping the Paisley economy afloat. Really is. Single-handedly, I think. Yeah, he really is keeping the Paisley economy. Um, <laughs> we've, we've talked about Will's robe a little bit mm-hmm. and whether it was uh, hospital uh, sanctioned or delivered. delivered. I think we concluded that it was that, that yeah. it was delivered. He got it at Kohl's or something. Uh, 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 who, knows? who knows? It could be one of those like luxury hospital rooms. Ooh. That's like got all the accoutrements, you know. What I mean, you know what I mean. Like hospitals have those like luxury rooms you can get. Yeah. That's like on the top floor or whatever. You think on a ooh? Here's a okay. Here's a good question. That's a that's an interesting point because I was gonna say you think on a, like a, a temp government salary that they're or like a temp government worker they're putting him in the luxury hospital room. Like who knows? But I I have another point about uh-huh. the money uh-huh. thing that I, I want to talk about. I think I know exactly your point. I can't wait for you to okay, say correct. it. I think I know exactly what you're gonna say. But okay. I don't know. Okay. Great, great. Um, I mean. The real star of the show are the ladies, Freddie yes, yeah. and Bedelia. And uh, we find Abigail the, is there. Sweaters. Sweater pink sitting. sweater. Pink sweater in the first scene. It's a pink sweater. It's a mm-hmm. it's an Abigail sweater. Like that, that's you know. Do you think these are still the clothes that like Alana delivered to her in the oh, first wow. or second episode? I guess so. I mean, she has her scarf, she has the jacket later. Or do you think she's hopping the fence and like going to the local mall? Oh, maybe. She's like, we discussed this before, like, what's she doing? I don't know. I'd be like, that's just her brand. She's like a sweater girl sweater, living in a sweater world. Stupid floral scarf. Stupid, yeah. Well, well, the scarf is like, you gotta have, to, although I didn't notice any scars. 
I noticed no. You did. I wasn't looking for the scarification. Um, Scarification. (laughs) That's not what I'm looking for, ladies. (laughs) The scarification. You got scars. I don't care. Padma Lakshmi. Uh, bring it. (laughs) Um, Um, But Freddie. Yeah. So so she got the gloves on. Yes. The 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 red polka dot skirt. skirt. Cute. Very cute. Cute. And then she had like a. Uh, like a shirt, like a blazer, like a bl- like a yeah. dark green blazery thing with a yeah, sheer stripes. top. Yeah, it looked great. Um, she looks fantastic <laughs> every time. Have you watched um, that Netflix show, The Haunting of Hill House? No, I haven't yet. Okay, there's a character on there that wears gloves like twenty four seven because she has sort of like telepathic, like she can touch objects She's and like, like rogue see, based. Got it. You know, what sort of what who had been there before and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It's like, what if Freddie is like telepathic? Cause we've seen her wear these like leather yes. gloves all the time. And what, she, yeah. What if she's a rogue character? That, we've well, talked about we this. talked about this. We oh, talked about the rogue right. crossover. This is another piece of evidence and flavor that she Thank is like you. rogue. Um, but I guess more of like a telepath than like rogue will like take your life force away from you. Correct. Yes. Um, so she's more like professor X or Jean gray. <laughs> mm-hmm. If we're going to go down this, this rabbit hole, which I'm willing to and go down. we're going. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm happy to go down. I love the X-Men. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, she looks great in that she scene. Looks she looks fantastic. And we finally can see some costumes because we see her moving out of a chair in this episode. Yeah, our girl Bedelia. Oh. With this red, it's like, a, it's like a wrap top, but she wears it so much better than, than Alana does. Oh, she could wear a brown paper sack better than Alana would. Like, I just, Bedelia is flawless to me. Yeah, the cute little puffy, had like little puff, oh, puffy accents. The skirt with the belt. The black skirt with a little black belt. So and her, good. And she's, okay, so this is another, like, I love, I, I love, this is like a TV thing, but especially in this show, I'm noticing it, especially because I'm really looking for it, which is like, people at home seemingly alone before they get, you know, someone someone knock, yeah, knocks on the door. Looking flawless. Flawless. Like, we, I mentioned last week, this is a sign of Hannibal's insane. He's wearing a full suit with a tie up at home by himself. Bedelia is at home. She's got a glass of wine. She's pouring herself, listening to some nice music, having yeah. a nice evening by herself. Great. Her hair looks perfect. 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 I mean, the first perfect. thing I do when, I, when my hair is straight, or even when it's curly, and I've been wearing it down all day, is I get home and I immediately pull it back. Yeah. Because I've been in my face all day. It's driving oh, me nuts. The second I get home, I take my pants off, put sweatpants on. Yeah. Shoes on immediately. Yeah. No, this is um, this is how these people relax. No, it's definitely like a TV movie thing. Because I was watching... Um, I was watching Meet the Parents this weekend. <laughs> Speaking of bad movies oh, that we've no. seen so many times. Um, and... There's, like, a, a scene wherever his wife, he, like, wakes her up in the middle of the night, and she has, like, full face of makeup oh, on. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's unrealistic. Well, that's, like, in more Mrs. Maisel, which I haven't seen season yes. two yet, and you start watching it. They actually kind of, like, show you the behind the scenes of the wife yeah. getting up, putting on makeup before so before funny. everyone wakes up. It's so, that got me so upset. Like, thank God we moved on from that, hopefully, in <laughs> our society. But hopefully, like yeah, yeah, like you know, they're, they're, if we're gonna be living that universe, there's work behind it, and her hair is flawless, and she's like glides around. Yep. It's a really interesting juxtaposition. I thought about it with the rapture between her and Alana. Mm. She is like so calm, yeah. so collected, yep. so just like what's the word? I can't think of a word to describe her. Versus Alana is much more visceral. She's mm. she's plainer. She, she, mm-hmm. she, she doesn't have this kind of like high art versus like folk art kind of like distinction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I'm it, a first a beer, but Julia has this nice bottle of red wine with a single glass, just like yeah. listening to classical music. There's such an interesting juxtaposition between those two female psychiatrists in this show. Well, that's why I think Hannibal must have been drawn to her as a as a colleague and oh, as yeah. a psychiatrist because she also seemed, and we'll I mean we'll talk about the details of of the conversation she has with Jack, but she also seems, of course, graceful and all of that, but mm-hmm. but able to see past people and like see several steps ahead yes because she like stops jack a couple of times and mm-hmm. is like i see what you're doing here like yeah. you're not gonna fool me um she's i mean she's great she's great she looks great and our, our costumes has been sidetracked to just like praising bedelia i know it was gonna happen at some point in this episode it was gonna happen <laughs> welcome to the bedelia and she, po- she po- has podcast. this beautiful this really cool looking blazer on later in the second scene she's in yeah the little it's tweed like, yeah little tweed blazer yeah, thing that was that interesting good. choice because we seen her in uh, mostly dark colors at this point or up to now yeah like steaming like and just sitting down and we really only seen her from like afar legs yeah. crossed or like shot up yeah like a headshot basically and right. so it's nice to see her walking around moving looking great and then later whenever jack shows up with his fbi buddies we run into freddie again mm-hmm. and she is in Another color that she's worn before that looks great on her, that, like, green, Mm -hmm. she's in, like, a green, like, peplum top um, that's sort of, like, form-fitting, which is cute, and this, Mm -hmm. like, statement necklace. It had all these, like, it looked like chains or, like, hoops. It looks great. And because her hair is so red, we talked about color theory last episode. Yeah. You know, the green and red, like, it just goes so well. It looks great together. And Hannibal's good with that, with this brown, with the with the blue accent. And brown and blue go beautifully together. It's really nice. Yep. Um, one last comment about costumes that I have. Yeah. Um, in the CSI scene, when Jack's like, let's just pretend that Will's right. Well, let's find evidence. Mm. He's wearing a pocket square. And Jack I have is? Yeah, Jack is wearing a pocket square. Like a, It's like a green mm. pop of color. And I've never noticed him wearing them before. If he has, it's been very dark and it's blended in totally. But he's got yeah. like a pop pocket square. And I was like, interesting. Well, okay. like another, that reminds me that up to this point, we'd also seen Jack wear a lot of like dark reds, dark maroons, dark purples. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing in this, and for several scenes in this episode, a, like a almost denim blue colored shirt. Oh, yeah. And then, like, a suit. And I think that's also the same, like, pocket square situation that he has going on. Okay. But it was, like, a significantly lighter shade of blue that he was wearing. Mm-hmm. And it looked really nice on him. And I yeah. wish that he wore... Me, too. More. I mean, Lawrence Fishburne can clean up if he wants to. He can look great. Uh, except for that soul patch. It, it really... It was prominent in this episode. It was. I think he had just shaved. Like, he didn't have, like... Sometimes he, he has, like, the stubble mm-hmm. with the soul patch kind of hides behind it a little bit. Blends it... You know, like, it blends it in. And the soul patch stood front and center. It this, stood. This it was front and center this episode. <laughs> really. There was one scene I like, feel like he was, like, jutting out his chin when he was, yeah. like, like thinking about something. I think he was talking to Bedelia. Oh, he yeah, was like, probably. Hmm. And it was like, ooh. Yikes. Right <laughs> in your face. Like, okay. And he... And he and any other things we missed? I mean, without some of the heavy hitters, you know, it's just a lot of will. A lot of it's will. It's a lot of will. And I... Hannibal, who looks great, but like, you know, yeah. we, Hannibal's Hannibal. I think oh, yeah. it's more fun the other characters in a way, because like, there's some change. I can't wait until we see him in his like sweaters, and like he's, he buttons down a little bit, I think, in the next season. And I can't wait for for, for, for uh, later, latter day a lot to show yeah, up. Exactly. And for other people, like, oh, it's going to be great, guys. So I, I can't wait. Excited. <laughs> We've only scratched the surface of this show. Truly. Um, okay. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm 
Missing more than just your sweaters. Am I wearing too much paisley? Well, you know that killer is me now. Well, now you know that, that, that the killer is me. This overcoat's the last thing you'll see. Oh, oh. Nice. Hannibal was singing that one. Yeah, no, we got that. Yeah, yeah. We'll see where. Uh, we'll see where. Uh, so okay. yeah, so that, I, I guess the next thing is when Jack visits Bedelia, and she pours him a glass of wine. He's like, "No, thank you." And they're just like playing twenty questions. She's yeah. like, "This is like a classic Jack Crawford." She's like, "I can't break confidentiality of the court order," and he's like, "Well, let me keep asking you questions anyway, since you haven't told me to get the fuck out of my house yet." I'm just going to keep asking you questions, which is, I feel like, very, like, I feel like it's a very cop thing. Yeah. Like, even if the person's sitting there and like, I'm not saying anything, I'm not saying a thing without my lawyer, they're going to be like, okay, yeah. so tell me. And they're just going to keep asking you questions because you're going to end up talking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or just keep, or rather, like, I think you can't ask them any more questions once they mention their lawyer, but if you just keep talking. Yes. Like, if you just keep going, well, here's what we know. We know that you were in the the, the mm-hmm. place and you killed the person, and that, then they're going to be like, well, I didn't kill anybody. And they're like, uh-huh, yeah. like, you know, they Yeah, or just, gotcha. like, offer supposes or just, like, say yeah. things and then, like, let her fill it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was disappointed in her being like, oh, you know, I can't break confidentiality, and then... Like, saying things that she I thought were stuff. pretty... <laughs> Although she tells Hannah Blitter, I, I told him half-truths. Yes, but even the point about, like, um, you know, Hannibal refers to Will Graham as a friend, mm-hmm. and, you know, Hannibal said this, and Hannibal feels that. It's like, those are things that he told you when you were functioning as psychiatrist patient. That seems like that would be something that is private Bedelia what mm-hmm. are you doing um she also only drank half her glass of wine before she set it down I would have I mean did she, she leave it though she yeah she, she put it in the sink like she was oh, done she with it oh sat down like down down <laughs> yeah. okay I didn't, I didn't notice that interesting yeah uh, it was all just a piece of business it wasn't yeah. even like I'm not even gonna drink this wine it's just for stage a stage business it's just for a show like, I need to do something <laughs> with my hands to scene I might as well pour the wine I guess um or, or she sat down in the sink and they're like, Jillian, can we take that again? It's weird in the sink. And then like they couldn't get, they couldn't, didn't have time to do the next take. Like, yeah. right, or I she wouldn't this, stop putting it in the sink. I guess this is what we're going with. <laughs> yeah, cut print. I, I love that world that Jillian Anderson like does one weird choice in every scene she's in now. And they're like, really? It's like, okay, All that's right. your weird, okay. <laughs> but this is just a question sequence because yeah. after this it goes back to the CISI room where Jack's like, let's imagine a bull's right and that the copycat killer is also this person. Yeah. And the, the test science crew is like, oh, great. I mean, I love just making suppositions with yeah. absolutely any kind of physical evidence. And he's like, Where's cats? Beverly? <laughs> like, where's Beverly? I know. Jesus, these you two fucks. I, love, I need cats. I was to thinking like... that. I was like, wait, where's cats? And of course, when they started getting, he like hates them backsassing him. He's where's yeah. Beverly? Yeah, she's um. She's on jury duty. She's being deposed. She couldn't get. They couldn't get her. There was a scheduling issue with this episode. I know. I was like, wait, oh, actually, where is this actress? Because <laughs> they couldn't get her. Yeah, she had a she had something else she was something. shooting or something. Like I, I love those little little, little things. Like, didn't always only do this. Where like because Glenn Howerton was doing uh, AP Bio, like. Dennis, like, wasn't in half of the episodes of Always Sunny this past season. And I can't remember what it was, but there's, like, some way that they're like, oh, Dennis is somewhere. Like, no, he one wasn't, line, just, like, mention where he is offhand. He was, no, it was actually the exact opposite. They tried to make a joke. He was in every single episode, and he was trying, he was trying desperately for them to 
ask him where he was. Oh, oh, funny. Okay. So he was like, oh, like, I was gone. Like, you all missed me when I was gone. They were like, you mm. were gone? <laughs> He's like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very always sunny way of doing it. But I feel yeah. like a lot of shows will just, like, justify it for, like, a hot second. Oh, like, yeah. I saw Ocean's 8. You mentioned it a few episodes back. Oh, you watched They it. were like, oh, ever since Danny died. And they were just like, oh, because you're going to be asking, where's George Clooney? Correct. We're going to say he's dead yeah. and never explain what happened to you're him. You're going to be expecting him to, like, show up or something. Everyone's going to yeah. be like, at the end, him being like, great, great job. Uh, yeah, no, he's dead. Yeah, I was watching <laughs> Will and Grace recently, and there's, of course, episodes where, like, Grace is, oh, Grace is visiting her family mm-hmm. in New York. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, she's, they couldn't, yeah. They, she's doing something. Where's Deborah at? They she's just couldn't pregnant. get her. She's yeah. very pregnant. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay. This, it's an interesting juxtaposition in this episode because you both have Jack, the seeds of Jack not trusting Will being planted and kind of coming to fruition, but you also have, in a way, Jack really getting behind Will. Like, right now, mm. Jack's like, Will's theory is patently, like, this is the kind of leap that he makes that everyone's yeah. like, what? And yet Jack's like, no, I'm going to buy it. Let's yeah. let's follow this Isn't road and see where it goes. And I feel like it's an interesting juxtaposition of both... T- Jack buying Will, but also having these scenes of doubt of what Will is capable of at the same time in this episode. Well, he's at least doing the due diligence of going around and trying yeah. to collect Hannibal's opinion, Bedelia's mm-hmm. opinion, um, running into Freddy, like all these other mm-hmm. things where I feel like in the past he would have just been like, yeah, yeah, like maybe you're right, maybe you're not. Anyway, go catch a killer and wouldn't have followed up on any sort of lead mm-hmm. in the past. And then speaking of that, this is when Abigail pretty much gives the game up, which is talking to Will, and she's like, I hate my dad for making me, making you what, uh, for being a part of it. Uh, she, like, basically confesses yeah. to Will. Yeah. And then, like, almost, like, backtracks it. Yeah, this was a strange, uh, this was an interaction that, I was reading something else about it that was like, this could have been the moment that she was, she started to mistrust Will and trust Hannibal more mm-hmm. when she's talking about how she liked killing Nick Boyle. And you said it was the ugliest thing in the world, but I felt okay about it. And Will sort of trying to, he's like, no, I, that's, that's, I said it was the ugliest thing in the world. And it's ugly because I felt powerful. Like mm-hmm. th- it was a bit more complicated than maybe the way you were interpreting it. Mm-hmm. But still, I felt like it was sort of a moment where she's like, maybe I'm not, maybe Will's not getting it as much as I am hoping he would. Where's Hannibal? Yeah. He has too many morals. Yeah. Will has a moral backbone that like killing is bad. Yeah. Universally. Crazy um, And Hannibal is like, well, you know. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, yeah, and sometimes yeah. it's fun, and sometimes it transforms you, whatever. Um, yeah, Freaky. so that's the like, we gotta go back, we gotta go back to Minnesota. Gotta what was the pretense back. that he took her back to Minnesota? Was it like he went back to, to, to like connect the dots of the copycat killer? I, don't I can't remember what, how he convinced Abigail to come back with him. I must have Me missed neither. that line. <laughs> Some, somehow, some way. They keep coming out with funky ass shit like every single day. Um, Will just gets, uh, Will just gets Abigail to come with him to Minnesota. Yeah, I forget how that happens. But even even before they actually depart from Minnesota, Will's back talking to Hannibal, um, talking about how he feels clearer mm-hmm. and how he's finally connecting the dots and feeling like he understands the copycat. And um, and of course, this is a. This is no good for, for Hannibal. This uh-huh. is like code red, you know? Yeah. He's ready to pull out that evidence that he had stocked up just in case oh, something yeah. like this happened. And I love whenever Will is talking to him about how, how much clearer he feels. And he's like, yeah, things are coming together. The 
the wall behind him is like bright red. <laughs> it's like so that like Kill Bill like wah, wah, yeah wah. yeah yeah basically <laughs> yeah like uh oh people are onto him. It's so funny how Hannibal has these moments in the scene just before this with him and Bedelia, where he's like he, right. he asks a question. And it's so obvious to us the the viewer that this is a test. If you answer this question wrong, you're gonna have to die. Yeah. And he's like, what did you tell Jack? Hot, uh, oh, half truth. Great, good, truth. good. Okay, good, I don't have to kill you now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not for right now. Um, and his reaction to when she said Jack Crawford visited me, he's like, what? Right, Jack Crawford was here. Excuse me? <laughs> he has, like, Mess Mickelson, compared to Abigail's face acting, he has amazingly <laughs> beautiful micro-expressions. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. little shifts in his mouth, little shifts in his eyes mm-hmm. that convey so much inside of Hannibal. Absolutely. It's amazing. It it is amazing. I was paying a lot of attention to his like body language this season or mm-hmm. this um episode. Oh yeah. And just the whenever he uh, later on whenever Jack comes and confronts him in his office and like literally barges in and yeah. <laughs> he's still he the way that he like like said uh I, I don't know. The way that he, like, confronts Jack in response is even the way he's holding his body is still, like, aggressive and yet restrained. Yeah. And it was just really beautiful. Oh, yeah. And speaking of body language, in the scene with him and Bedelia, he's kind of standing around looking out the window. Like, they're talking as colleagues. And she sits down. And then they have this conversation. And he's like, I'm done talking about this. Circles back, sits down, and is like, let's begin therapy now. Yeah, right. Just, like, plops down and just stares at her. I love that. Yeah. That time's over. Now I'm sitting exactly. down. Let's move on. Let's go. Anyway. <laughs> it's like yeah. when Martin Sheen goes, next in West Wing? What's next? means like, we're done. Yeah, Let's move conversation's on. conversation's over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so many scenes. I feel like... I know. This doesn't have a lot of action episode, but unlike like Potage, it's just like... Yeah, we're scene, moving Scene, 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 scene. And like with, with meat in every single one of them. Um, you know, Freddy's not buying it. Freddy's like... She's also super anti-Will Graham. I don't really get, I guess, because she just doesn't trust him. But it's interesting how Freddie is, like, ready to buy that Will is a piece of shit. Since day one, she's been been like that. Absolutely. When she showed up at the mushroom crime scene, Mm -hmm. she was like, oh, he's a psychopath. And only psychopaths can see psychopaths. And, like, yeah, Yeah, she's been out for blood uh, for Will Graham for a while. And I thought it was so funny that Jack will go nearly by himself front lines with a shotgun into a crime scene ready to knock some heads and yet he shows up with two FBI agents to the Airbnb hotel to get a 17 year old girl uh-huh. yeah well I mean like those scenes when he's like shotgun let's go he does have a SWAT team with him it's not like he's alone in those sequences he's a bit sure. too exposed but it's not like he's like alright the Ripper's here Could in the ambulance scene I think it was like him and just like Will and Hannibal, Hannibal. Hannibal's like hanging out there. <laughs> hey, um, you're right. It's a good point. Like, why you need two agents? I don't know. I don't, okay. That's right, interesting. Just, yeah, right, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, he's connecting dots. I love. I the same scene with uh, um, when when Hannibal is like confronting, you know, defensive to go back from Jack, and he's like, no. He plays the tape about Will. I love how he's a fire going in his office. Like, yeah. how crazy is that? Like, yeah. the work it takes, like, basically gas thing just turns it on, but still, like, this is my office, I'm doing work, let me get, let me, let me get a fire going. Yeah. Just to have a fire going. No, I know. I was thinking that, too, um, 
Yeah, and I guess, yeah, we're there anyway. I was going to say, is that, are we jumping right ahead? But no, we're there. Um, Jack walks right in, but that, but it was especially poignant um, at the end whenever he plays in the tape, Jack walks out, mm -hmm. and it's just, you're just left looking at Hannibal's face, and the fire is like roaring in the background. And again, these like micro expressions, yes. Hannibal watches him walk out, and he looks like he's very concerned, like, oh yeah, find, so sorry, Jack. find out where Will is, so sorry. And then the door closes, and it's like his eyes go dead. It's this beautiful, yeah. like, uh, like perfect, my plan is going yes. into motion, like, I wonder what would happen, and it's like a shark eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what's so funny about that is, like, that really reveals, and this episode really shows you the real Hannibal, mm -hmm. um, not just, like, in the, like, crushing, like, Sutcliffe, but, like, his reality Hannibal, like, as the monster shows himself. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how Hannibal is that glassy-eyed, okay, this is what's happening next dispassionate. Yeah, yeah. Like, some kind of, like, maniacal villain. Jack would leave, door closes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just uh, like Yeah, yeah, right? But nothing. No smile, no, no smirk, nothing. Just, no. like, cold as ice. He's like, all right, great. Great. Next. Because he is, um, like, completely cold as ice. Um, yeah, so... Ben, is this the, the money thing? This is the money thing. Okay. okay. My point <laughs> is, first of all, they're on a plane. It's cool. We're seeing them yes. moving locations. They're finally, I'm like, okay, they're flying to Minnesota. Okay, Don't great. worry, there's a black SUV in the car too somewhere. <laughs> right, no, exactly. Um, they are flying commercial, mm -hmm. but they're in first class. You bet they are. I read that too. I circled it a million times. <laughs> <laughs> they are in first class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I Were guess it's a step a down from, from, like, Criminal Minds, where they, where they have their own, like, G5. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I was like, oh, I didn't expect him to get the FBI, like, private jet, but you weren't like, I'll just take whatever, we, like, we need to get to Minnesota, just whatever yeah, tickets. first available. flight. We'll fly, standby, okay, whatever. No, first class. Yeah, yeah, that was really <laughs> funny. Like, I was like, oh, interesting. Wow, oh. when did I got the drink? I want to see, like, with champagne. Yeah. <laughs> Wine, sir, drink, sir, before we take off. Hot cookie, yeah, towel. As, as well as, like, sweaty Betty, he like, the, like... He has, like, the hot towel. Times. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, I agree. I know it's the same thing. First class all the way. You know, young money, baby. Um, and, oh. yeah, and this is when it's, like, Will's starting to figure shit out. Um, and Hannibal's face acting... It, not Hannibal's. Abigail's face <laughs> acting is, is taking it up to a 12. Back in full force. Because yeah. when they're in the hunting cabin... And Will is figuring this shit out. Her face acting is crazy. Crazy. Even whenever she's not being confronted by Will for any reason, she's just like looking around the antlers. She's like... <laughs> the side cheek, the kind of like, off to the side look she'll do. Okay, here's another question. We're in Minnesota. We're at the antler cabin. Why are there... Like, why is this not a crime scene? Why has this not been condemned? Why are there... Are the antlers still... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there are literally bloody antlers on the wall. Yeah. Has no one thought we need to take these down? Well, she owns it. Did she sell it yet? Oh, that's true. She does own She it. owns it. Well, it's an interesting question. You know, like, what happens to crime scenes after the, yeah. you know, the same thing for the bodies? I guess, you know, it's just a, it's someone's property, and I guess it's her property, and she hasn't done shit with it yet because she's been in the hospital in Baltimore for some reason. Um, yes. It just seems so. I was like, weird how they could just walk into this. Surely anyone could have just walked in yeah. here. Yeah. It seems pretty remote out in the woods in Minnesota somewhere. Yeah, but it seemed like a pretty, I don't know. I, I Again, we don't see like really media coverage of this either. Because I was thinking, is this a, I'm assuming the Minnesota Shrike is a big deal yeah. in the area. Wasn't there a lot of media when Abigail like goes to her home and people are yelling things and... Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. early in season, early in season one. We're still in season one. Early in the season, there was some, like, scrum yeah. around her house, like, right soon thereafter, after 
Gary Jacob Hobbs was killed, and yeah, she right. comes back from the hospital after recovering, and they're like, Abigail, Abigail, Abigail. So maybe the hype has, like, died down. Because, again, it's have... been, like, a few months now, Yeah. question mark. <laughs> it just seems really, and Will is on something. He is, li- yeah. I mean, he is really slipping back into his old ways. Because he still has encephalitis. Correct. Which which is funny because it was an infection and we didn't know where the infection was. I don't know anything about treatment for encephalitis, but I would imagine some course of antibiotics would be have to do it. So part of me assumed like, okay, it's an infection somewhere and they give him a course of shit. Wouldn't that deal with it? Fair but enough. But it might have just for a little bit, but he needs more aggressive treatment because he's still so sick. Um, yeah, I think he needed more constant treatment and that's... He just checked himself he out. He checked himself out and yeah. got off whatever hospital drugs they were. Yeah. So now he's going back into them. it. But yeah, this is like the freak out. First off, I was like an inception, like dream within a dream within a dream. Sure. But it's actually just like he has the dream of him of impaling her. Right. That doesn't happen. That figures it out. Yeah. And then he's like, oh my God, oh my God. And then it cuts to him waking up in the fucking airplane. Yeah. Alone. Yeah. Which I first thought that those both previous things were dream sequences. But actually, no. The second one was him actually c- confronting her. And then he loses time. Yes. And finds himself back on the plane. Back on the plane. Yeah. Um, in Dulles. Um, just like, what? Yeah. Sitting in first class still. Wakey-wakey. Yes. Again, Sir, I'm get off the plane. <laughs> huh? What? And the, the stewardess, or the, um, not the stewardess, that's not what they're called. Uh, flight, flight attendant. Flight attendant. Um, <laughs> crew member, they now say. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, we're not in the 1950s anymore. They don't call them stewardesses. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really answer his question. He goes, oh, was there a young woman sitting here? And she goes, oh, everyone's deboarded. You need, you need to leave. I was like, yeah. that doesn't answer his question. Was yeah. there someone sitting next to him? Yeah. No. Turns out, no. She's still in Minnesota. Yeah. So so she ditched him. Which, again, yeah. I his lost time traveling thing is so funny because she, like, bounces and he's, like, freaking out. Then he gets to the car, goes to the airport, gets on the plane, all of this shit without yeah. even realizing he did any of it. Um, but I guess they justify it earlier when Hannibal's like, he could look totally normal and have no clue what he did. So I guess that's what it is. He just He's, like, acting, but then it's, like, blackout. Yeah, there's no way he's, like, having a full seizure, like, all the way to the airport and yeah. through the security line or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this is, you know, the big scene. Abigail with Hannibal in the kitchen where Garrett Jacob Hobbs was killed. Mm-hmm. His cheekbones, the shadow that it's being cast, mm-hmm. he is gaunt and ghoulish and sexy and everything and mon- yeah. like that's really like here's the monster because this is the yeah. scene where we really finally see Hannibal like the yeah. monster well, unmasked and it, yeah and it's beautifully shot you're right like because his back is to the window and she's facing the window so she's getting full like soft light on her face mm-hmm. And he's all in shadow, and you can't—you can hardly see his eyes. Mm-hmm. Like you're right, his—you only see cheekbones and like forehead and no mm-hmm. eyes. And he's being like uncharacteristically sort of tender with her, but still, it's intimidating just the way that oh. he's like holding the her face. The on the cheek rub—that was the way the episode ends. Credits roll yeah. after he goes, "I'm so sorry." Then rubs her cheek with his thumbs, yeah. and it's like, "See ya." <laughs> like, and she gets it. She's like, "Wait a second. You called blah blah blah, and she's like, "Why?" And this is like exactly classical Hannibal. I was just, I was curious. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to see what, what he would do. Yeah, this is the honest, honest Hanny when he's like, "All right, mm-hmm. that my relationship with this person has come to a point where either you need to die or you're getting, you're coming on my side." So I'm letting you in on the truth here, right? I I called because I wanted to warn your father that Will would have that Will was coming. Um, I wanted to see what would happen. Like this is no filter Hannibal. Yeah. Like here's the real deal, baby. Yeah. Um, you know, and now you're the, everybody. You're just playthings to him. He yeah. is a god. 
yeah. in his world, you know, his worldview. I was thinking mm-hmm. about it, okay, you're playing Hannibal, this kind of long form, not like Anthony Hopkins, like, but even that, but this Hannibal, you're playing him, right? How do you see his perspective? How do you justify his actions? And you have to go like like eating the crew, these are sheep. I am a god. I am a higher order being. Yeah. And all of these people are just playthings to me. Yeah. Just oh, I I'm kill curious. anyone who gives a fuck. This one's rude fun. Uh, okay, I wonder what this guy's going to do if I do this to him. Oh, he is encephalitis. Interesting. Let's see what happens. See what happens. Right? Really? And he goes, I'm yeah. curious. I wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. And then, like, this is the kind of, like, you're becoming. Like, Nick is more important for you killing him. Exactly. He was this insignificant shit in Minnesota. Right. Then you now killed him and something. you made him into something. And yeah. his killing him transformed Changed you. Him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Some people do hot yoga. Some, some people murder people, you know, to, be, to feel changed. It's just different choices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was some real, like, intense Hannibal in it. Like, oh, we're seeing the monster now. Yeah, and they're back in, they're back in that same location where her father died and where he had sort of, sort of, like, brought her under his wing initially. Because where she killed Nick Boyle. Yeah. It's, it, it was a powerful thing, because I was thinking, yeah. girl, run. Oh, but I was yeah. like, oh, there's no way. Too would, late. Yeah, you're paralyzed, it's too late. Well, she's like, you're going to kill me, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. I'm so sorry. But no choice. It's interesting you said either you're on my side or not. I don't think he had any intention of ever saying, here's your choice. I think he's no. like, you know too much and no one else can know. Because no. even if you're my apprentice, eventually you could talk, you could break, you could snap to loose end. And by killing her with Will being by himself, losing time, perfect. Yeah. This is the, the final piece in the incriminate will puzzle no i i never mean that he or i never meant that he is giving her a choice it's sort of like he's coming to a crossroads with himself with um all these characters including will of like i could either be honest with will and bring him on my side ostensibly let him in on this honesty and say yeah Mm -hmm. i killed this person you've killed someone too but we have secrets Mm -hmm. with each other and now we're now we are confidants and like you need to respect that and that comes with a sort of responsibility or um i'll tell you the truth i'll see how you react and if i feel like you're gonna say something then we're not gonna have that sort of relationship you're now dead yeah uh, or i'm gonna set you up in a way that looks like you're gonna you know what i mean um yeah because she he helped her hide nick boyle's body like they had that going between the two of them as a sort of glue keeping them together Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, kind of mutually assured destruction oh, type yeah. thing. And that's sort of disintegrating. Oh, yeah. Once she figured, once she figured out the whole game, yeah. she, couldn't be, she couldn't be hanging around anymore. Too no. late. But I think it would have been different if, if she was like, oh, cool, like I hated my dad. Like, oh, killing's awesome. Like, yeah. thanks, you know, thanks for that. And then I feel like he made a, might have made a different choice. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, she was like, I killed those girls and I kind of felt good about being the lore. Yeah, instead I of like, I felt it. trapped and I felt... Yeah. You know. Yes. I don't know. Now we need a whole other alternate universe where Hannibal just like collecting sorcerer's apprentices. Yeah. Little <laughs> murder buddies just to follow. Minions. All right. All right. So that was that episode. That we was we fulfilled your wish. I think we kept this a lot tighter this episode looking oh, at the clock. I think that was everyone's wish, honestly. Yeah. We had some tangents, but uh, yeah, it was just that we got into it. And there's also, there was so much to get into um, in this ep. There was a lot. A lot. Setting up for a big time season finale. Apparently, you know, yeah. The, next episode. The stage y'all. is set. Yes, next episode is the last one of season one. Um, we announced it earlier, but we will be doing kind of in the break 
in between seasons reading of some fanfic. Some people mm-hmm. submitted some stuff way earlier in season one. Um, mm-hmm. Feel free to send us some more stuff. We'll review it. We'll do some selected stuff. Yeah. That speaks to us that we can do on the air. Yeah, right. It's a little special. No, I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be like, I don't know, people were asking like, oh, can it be like smutty or does it have to be like highbrow or no. like whatever. It could be anything. And also it doesn't have to be spoiled. Don't worry about not being spoilery. Yeah. Like this will be their own kind of thing. It'll be take place anywhere in the season or in the show. Um, yeah. Just just doing some stuff to broadcast on some people's work. Um, be a fun platform for us to do. Yeah, we love it. All right, so let's rate this episode. Okay. Um, so I felt fine about this episode. I know we rated the last one pretty highly, and I know it's mm-hmm. sort of not dependent on, you know, whatever. Yeah. That sort of thing. But... Um, Oh, man, we've got we've got some good Freddy. We got really great Bedelia. There was some really significant turning points. Um, we saw Hannibal the the monster more or less, or Hannibal the god, however you want to sort of frame him. Um, so with all of that in mind, I think I would comfortably give this a eight point eight. Wow. Eight point eight. Uh, chicken soups. Okay, I'm going to cross off what I'm rating. Oh, no. No, it's I'm okay. Sorry. It's really okay. Don't I'm worry about sorry. it. Okay. Um, great. 8.8 is a good yeah. high rating. I actually rated this lower than you this time. Okay. And it's funny. I was talking, I think it was Blythe and I were talking about TV versus movies, and uh, I, I think it was us, or I think it was another friend of mine I was talking with, not Blythe, about TV versus movies, and we were kind of criticizing some of the Netflix you know, prestige shows because like mm. they're basically a 10-hour like, movie instead yeah. of good TV has a story arc, but also has kind of standalone stories in each episode, and it's based more on character development than, like, a big, overarching, long story, because you kind of lose yourself in it. And I feel like this one, in a way, lost that a bit. You know, the ones I've loved have kind of had, like, this is the murder, this is the kind of singular plot while also dealing with big, overarching character stuff. This one was very much like, we're going to tie some ends up, and we're going to set things up for the next episode. Mm -hmm. And there were some major important revelations from a character perspective, which is, you know, what TV rides on, why the show's so great, are the characters. Um, But it didn't have the kind of feel and the craziness that I love this show for. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm still giving it a really good rating. I'm giving it a 7.5. And I'm going to give it a 7.5... Oh, what the hell? I had it in my head a second ago. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a seven point five uh, IV poles. Nice. Rolly IV poles. Rolling, rolling IV poles. Yeah. Oh, it looked so cute. It did. That. It was cute. It was like Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> in the background, Ansel Elgort was there hiding. Yeah, out. a little YA romantic comedy. Yeah, Shailene was there too. Um, follow us at Eth Butcher's Pod on Twitter. Please interact with us on Twitter. At EthButchersPod. Um, our website is TheEthicalButchers.com. And our email address is EthicalButchersPodcast at gmail.com. Um, this is recorded and planned and edited by us, The Butchers, Melina, and Jack. Um, our theme music is by Sean Hills, and our logo design is by Jonathan Larson. I loved how last episode you said, this is brought to you by, as if we were like Squarespace or something. Yeah. Like, brought this to is you brought by to you by, Melina and Viewers Jack. like you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. Right. Have a wonderful time. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.